If you are listening to this podcast, it means you're searching, searching for someone who understands you, someone who gets you. You are yearning to be understood and to belong. Welcome to the Someone Gets Me podcast, where we help smart, talented, and sensitive people navigate an often insensitive world. I am Diane Allen, your host. My roles as ambassador, author, speaker, and intuitive mentor for bright and talented people are woven into each episode. I have the experience and knowledge to educate and inspire as I have been there and I understand your unique intensities, sensitivities, and challenges. Welcome. A masterpiece in the making. I'm wondering, friends, if you've ever had a situation where you were overthinking or overplanning, or maybe stuck in your head and thinking, 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 or maybe keeping yourself up at night because you're pondering different answers or solutions or strategy and not resting. Do you ever have that happen? Have you ever had a time when you set out to do something, you started a project of any kind, and then you basically had to paint over it, change it up, switch it out, edit it out, do something that changes the initial beginnings? I mean, I think we all have. And I think if you're saying, no, I've never done that, you might want to look a little deeper. And I think if you're going, yes, oh my God, I've done that so many times, then I have some things for you here in this episode that I think will be very affirming. They'll remind you of things you know and maybe give you some new perspectives. That's my hope. Because what I believe is that we are all masterpieces in the making. And I've even said to people before, when are we going to start signing autographs? Because if we look at your world, all of the stuff that was difficult and challenging and dark and all of the things that were inspiring and uplifting and light come together for a beautiful juxtaposition, a beautiful tapestry, if you will, of something that's more amazing than if it was just one thing, one color that has no movement in it. So I think when we begin to frame our lives and look at our lives from the sense that everything, everything, and I mean everything, works together for something greater that's even more amazing, even and especially if we cannot see it right away. I have numerous of these situations in my life where things were darker challenging. And then a day later, a week later, sometimes a month or two later, the it comes around, I guess, the, the amazing piece of what all of this could do to serve the, and benefit others and myself becomes obvious. So I want to ask you, do you have an inner nag? Do you have that inner voice in your head that is telling you you're wrong, it's not good enough, you have to push through, no pain, no gain, always telling you there's something more to do and you're not quite measuring up and keep on going. And even if you've done everything on the list, there's got to be more and creating actually 
an adrenaline response to keep you going, going, going. Do you have one of those inner nags? Well, that inner nag is not serving you. That little voice in your head that is annoying you and nagging you is actually keeping you down. Now, I had a client recently tell me that his inner nag kept him going forward. But when we dissected it in the conversation, what the inner nag was doing was creating more and more shame and more and more sense of being inadequate and not measuring up in certain areas. So as a gifted person would do, he overcompensated in other areas. And so he gave himself the perception that the nag wasn't bothering him. But the truth is the nag was ripping off a ton of his energy, was slowing him down in certain areas of his life and creating that sense of pressure and hurry in another area of his life to compensate. So the nag was holding him back. He saw it by the end of the conversation, but sometimes we convince ourselves that things that we're doing that aren't necessarily profitable and good and serving us, we try to convince ourselves, we mentally massage it to make it an asset versus a liability, even when it's a liability. So essentially, we con ourselves into believing a lie. And then our ego doesn't want to believe that we believed a lie, so it holds on to the lie. So some of us who are very smart have some difficult things to unravel because sometimes we've been telling ourselves a story about who we are and what we're about for decades, and it's not true. Or maybe parts of it aren't true. Or maybe it's become flavored over the years. So that inner nag is not helping you because the inner nag is focusing on shortcomings or what's not good enough or what you haven't done yet. And that doesn't serve you. It does not help the masterpiece. The beauty of the tapestry or the painting or whatever it is you're creating, that beauty, your life, requires confident feedback requires compassion and kindness. It does not require a nag. So when you're nagging yourself, you're keeping yourself down, even if you've conned yourself into believing that you're not. Because the the rule is, I guess the law, I guess, is to live in a state of self-acceptance. And in that state of self-acceptance, we are given the opportunity to then change and grow and move forward or do whatever. So it's when we try to change because of shame or trauma or upset, I'm going to heal the problem. I'm going to fix the problem. And I'm focusing on the shortcoming all the time. It doesn't work very well. It works much better when we say, you know, I'm going to sit back and I'm going to breathe and I'm going to accept myself exactly as I am, knowing that every thought, word, and action, every event, that has happened in my life has brought me to this place. And if you're hearing my voice, you are still alive. So you have done a lot of things right. So when you ha- give yourself permission to accept yourself right where you are, with all of the darkness and all of the lightness and all of the goofiness, all of it, only then can we begin to change and transform and move forward in a way that serves us and others. And so that's the act in in a lot of ways of being in a place of surrender where I can accept myself for exactly who I am with all my mistakes, all my greatness, all of it. And knowing that in that acceptance, 
is the permission to keep growing and moving forward. It does not come from beating ourselves up or being self-deprecating or lying to ourselves or living in shame. I have a client that one of our in one of our first sessions, he was he's a genius, right? And what he was doing was using self-deprecating humor in meetings that he had with his colleagues in order to not look as talented as he is, right? He was using self-deprecating humor. And I confronted that because putting yourself down and calling it humor, that doesn't work either because the words have meaning. And whether you say, oh, well, that was funny. No, the word has the same meaning. So don't put yourself down and call it, and you know, have deprecating humor and cut yourself down and try to pretend like it's a nothing because it's a something. And if that's the kind of humor you're using with yourself, then give me a call. And we'll, we'll take care of that because you don't deserve to be put down, especially by yourself, by your own mind. Because when you focus on those weaknesses and you cut yourself down, it keeps you down. It keeps you in a subservient place, much like handing over all your power so you become a slave to whatever or whomever you are focused on. So when you cut yourself down in the work environment, you just turned over all of your power, turned it all over, and now you um, are keeping yourself down. So we want to learn how to develop a sense of faith in the process and understand that we're taught to live life linearly, but it's really circular. And so linear works really good with certain things. We've done something for X number of times and we're going to get this result. But our life is more seasonal. It's more circular. We live it more in, in a flow. And so faith means that I can trust the process, whatever that means to you, whatever the process is that's particular to you. It means you can trust it. Like we can trust that at certain times of year, depending on where you live, the weather will do certain things. Hurricanes in Florida. I'm in North Carolina right now and there and it's the fall and there's beautiful leaves changing. I have friends of mine more north of me and they have snow because it's predictable. It's circular. And so we want to live our lives with that kind of faith. Like all the plants out there, they know when to bloom and when not to bloom because they're in the flow of the circular or seasonal way of living. That's how we create our masterpiece. It allows us to relax along the way and enjoy where we are. It's, it's funny because um, I was talking to somebody the other day who I worked with years ago. And she called me to thank me for all the work back then and, and, how, and to tell me how great she's doing. And that was a really great phone call. Well, one of the things that she noted to me was, she goes, you know, I used to do, you know, a lot of judgment and beat myself up and all of that. And I've really worked not to do that anymore. And, and she thanked me for teaching her that, to care about herself a little deeper. And she goes, but you know what? I notice when other people are judging themselves much more sensitively. I see it, I hear, hear it, and I can actually feel that self-judgment. And it's not comfortable and it's hard for me. Well, that's called being on the reverse side of your own process. So after you grow through something really amazing and now you're more aware and you're more awake and you're more tuned in, you will see your old behavior reflected back to you and others 
because it's an affirmation for you that yes, you have learned that lesson. You've passed that thing in school, whatever it is, right? That you've done it. And it's a reminder of where you came from because all of us, it's like a Montessori school. We've all start somewhere and there's no wrong place to start in any of our journey. It's not about being or good or bad or right or wrong. It's about honoring ourselves and relaxing into the flow of who we are and where we're going. So I always say to myself, do my best and then rest. Do my best and then rest. Because I have a lot of things on my plate. I juggle lots of things between this podcast, my individual work with clients, my travel, my other work, my books. There's a lot going on in my world and I love it. And that's great. And it's also gives me permission to practice what I preach by doing my best and then resting. And so at least one day a week and parts of other days, I will rest, not be on social media and not do anything. I will rest. That helps me stay pliable. So another thing you want to do is remember, if you're going to be creating this great masterpiece of your life, is to be pliable, to be flexible. That your timing is not contained in linear thinking. So when we are going through life so linear, because that's how we're trained, so we have to wake up from that trance and remember and remind ourselves and learn the fact that it's circular and we need to be pliable, it'd be like snow skiing without ever bending your knees, keeping your body really rigid, and you'd fall over in about a minute. You need to have bent knees and pliable and move with the flow. If you try to do it all um, stiff, you're going to fall. Same thing with water skiing. Same thing with sailing. You fall right off the boat. It's important to be pliable and realize that timing may not align with your linear small thinking because there's much more going on. Timing is not contained to linear thinking. It's not. It's not. It's in the circular thinking. It's in the seasons. So when you start whining to yourself or getting upset because it's not happening on the timing, you'd like it. Back up for a minute and say, all right, well, how am I putting judgment and expectation on something that has its own natural timing? If you're doing your best and then you rest, everything will show up in exactly the right and perfect way, which is kind of fun, right? Another cool thing for your masterpiece that I think would be really fun for you to practice doing, which most of my clients have a hard time with also, is releasing the pressure we put on ourselves to allow ourselves to say yes to opportunities as they come to us and to release the pressure to push and go and move and always be on. There, there's great value in not always being on, to changing our, thinkness, our thinking from being not enough or weak or incompetent or imposter syndrome or all of those things you hear, to, to change our inner landscape, our inner mind from something less than, like being not enough or weak, to realizing that when we say yes to opportunities, that the opportunity that's presenting to you is for you to discern whether you want to take it or not. And since we have free will, you can do whatever you want to. So I hear people say, oh, this great opportunity came to me, but I was really afraid I couldn't do it. So I turned it down. That's letting 
that lower vibration inner nag holds you back. So pay attention. Even Richard Branson talks about it. When the opportunity comes, if it's something that excites you, say yes and then learn how to do it. I've done that. I did it when I started this podcast, like over five years ago now, I think, because I didn't know what podcasting even was, but somebody suggested it. I was with some people who were starting one and I did. And I love it. And people give me great feedback on the show from my interviews and these solo shows. But I didn't know what it all was in the very beginning. I said yes, and I learned along the way. And I'm still learning along the way. That's an example of changing that inner nag, negative thinking, weakness-oriented, you can't do it, you don't know enough. And getting rid of the mental, uh, circular thinking, that overthinking, and allowing yourself to free yourself from that trance. I have several people that I know that will overthink everything and then never do anything. In fact, I have one person that I've known for several decades, and I say yes to everything this person says to do. I go, yeah, do it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll help you with it. Yeah, I'll do it. Let's do it. And I think twice in, in many, many years has it actually happened because the person overthinks so much that it freezes them and stops the process. And then their inner nag takes over and reminds them that they can't do it or they don't know enough or they don't have this or what about that. And so I've learned over the years to come out of that trance. Yeah, I used to be like that many, many years ago. And now I've come out of the trance and I say yes and go for it. And then you know what happens? The universe along the way will tell you if it's for you or not. And so if I say yes to something and I start doing it and it doesn't work, or it feels funny, or my intuition says, oh, bad road, I stop. Just because you say yes doesn't mean you have to do it for the rest of your lifetime. It means you say yes to being open to the opportunity, to seeing how everything can serve the greater masterpiece that you are the one painting. So it's very important. And so... Think about all the different areas of your life. It's kind of like all the ingredients, right? If you're doing a tapestry, you need all different kinds of fibers and different colors and different thicknesses. And if you're painting, of course, all the different colors and things that you would want to create your masterpiece with. But think about your own life as the masterpiece. All your emotions, all your thoughts, all your ways, all your biology, your neurology, every little cell is an ingredient to the masterpiece. Because if your cells aren't working together and your mind and your body are not working together, then the masterpiece will take a whole lot longer to create than when you're in the flow. So the difference is in being in that flow and accepting yourself along the way for wherever you are in the project so that the project can continue to move forward. So the way I suggest you do it is you see in your mind, you vision in your mind the masterpiece, knowing that you can change your mind at any time. But you want to see the picture and then you want to feel the feelings that you will experience when the picture happens, right? You want to be in that emotion because emotion is what drives us. And then you want to strive to enjoy the beauty along the way and accept yourself for all the changing and growing on the journey to unfolding the vision with the emotion that goes with it. 
remember that the whole goodness of the universe is working through you. That essence of you that animates you, that makes you you is working toward that vision and that emotion and the experience of your own life masterpiece. And so it's our responsibility, I believe, especially as gifted people, is to cooperate with the process and not try to do a cognitive intellectual override and not try to think that we know better than the forces of the universe how to create masterpieces. Now, see, we get to pick the content and the medium and how it's all going to look and work. But yet the process is the same. The process of using our creative ability to vision and feel into and accept ourselves along the way and to remind ourselves of that inner nag and that shame that we're so overly reinforced for has very little to no place in our masterpiece. So when you give yourself some compassion and you surrender to the flow, you don't have to strive so hard. And when you don't have to strive so hard, And you realize that things are going to happen exactly on time when you do your best and then you rest. When you do your best and then you rest, you do not miss the beauty. You get to see the beauty and experience the beauty of your own life. It's like I like driving on the Blue Ridge Parkway and looking at all the beautiful colors. It doesn't matter the time of year. And now, of course, it's fall, so it's actually just stunning. But the whole point is, is that you drive along a little way, not fast, not pushing, not hurrying, and then you rest. You stop at an overlook or you stop and you enjoy a waterfall or the beautiful view or the beautiful silence, right? Because when you do your best and then you rest, you don't have to push and strive so hard. Because if you're pushing and striving so hard and trying to drive fast, you miss the beauty. You miss the beauty. So give yourself permission as a gifted and talented and amazing human being to remind yourself that you're right on time. There's no such thing as too young or too old. Release the pressure that we have been indoctrinated with and allow yourself, just allow yourself to say yes as things move forward in your life. Well, friends, I hope that this has helped you. If you have any questions, or you want to connect regarding this topic, please see my email in the show notes or or sign up for a little 30-minute meeting with me and we can chat about it. I love having cool conversations. So until the next episode of Someone Gets Me, remember to put your face to the sun so the shadows fall behind you because you're a rock star. You're here on purpose with a purpose. And go out there and allow yourself to create the most amazing masterpiece with ingredients you didn't even know you had. Be well. Are you tired of searching for someone to understand you? Join our Facebook group, Someone Gets Me. In this group, you will be able to connect with others who are intense, sensitive, smart, and talented. I share my insights and teachings, and you can connect with others in a real, authentic, safe forum. So join us today. Someone gets me.